This podcast has been prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. Coronavirus, dog. Yeah, it's definitely real. It's so real. I don't even know what to think right now. Super Twilight Zone vibes. Yeah, yeah. Life, life's different as we know it. Yeah, here we go with uh, episode nine. Uh, thank you for um, y'all patience with us. It's been a while since our last episode. Yeah, it's been it's been a little over a month. Um if we looking. But uh that's not how we planned it though. Not that's at not all. how we planned it to be, but not that's how, how it happened though. It goes to show how life always has control. We don't control this. Mm-hmm. Um we can try, but here we are. Uh how many weeks into this quarantine? Five weeks. Yeah, yeah. By the time people hear this, it'll be week six. So, yes, we uh, we sat down. Literally, we did our our live show, and then I feel like that following week we had to sit it down. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did the thought we. With the Urban League Young Professionals. Uh, yeah. After our Super Tuesday event, uh, so we want to shout out Urban League Young Professionals Pittsburgh. Um, we had an event at Homewood at the uh, Community College of Allegheny County in Homewood. Uh, we had an event uh, politicking with the Black Political Millennials, and uh, you know, shout out to everybody that came through and had some good discussion about. Um, the candidates and their platforms and uh, what they want, what those individuals want mm-hmm. and how that aligns with certain candidates. Uh, and that was a good conversation. I definitely enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I liked how they did it too, because um, there were some activities that we did with them um, going over like each different candidate on both sides of the, the aisles Um platform you know the things that they stand by and what was funny is a lot of the things we really couldn't tell just by reading it because everything some things either were really extreme or they were really moderate and so their their points and things that they stood behind could from the from our perspective could have fit under a few different candidates. So I really like that exercise that they did. Um, And, you know, also learning about, you know, sides of of the aisle that I don't really give too much of my attention to. So, Mm -hmm. you know, since uh, Urban League is a nonpartisan organization, they have to, you know, talk about everybody. Right. And it was and it was good. I think it was good to to have a space like that because mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of places where young people um, can have conversations and can come together and ask questions and get real answers um, and have discussion in it and it not be uh, a production or some kind of confrontation. Um, met some really cool folks. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm glad we did that, and I hope soon that we can get back to do more stuff like that, because uh, that's another thing that we try to do with BPM is to be on the ground, you know what I'm saying, and to be in our communities with with our people, yeah. and educating them on the process and educating them on why it's important, why local elections matter, you yeah. know, and why this primary this year is important, and why the general election is so important. And you know why states is too high to stay home, you know. So um, I'm glad that we decided to come back and you know I mean hit the folks for another episode so that we can kind of drive that home again. 
Yeah, we're right. still here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Just, still things here. have changed. Um, I, you know, for both of well, yeah, I mean, in a way, for both of us personally. Um, mm-hmm. How are you? You know, we can give us give, give each other our update checkups for our listeners. So, how have you been hanging in there? Uh, I've been uh, I've been all right. I've been working at home. Um, this will probably be like six weeks for me, um, where I've been working from home and really staying in a crib. Like I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm what people may call like part of people that are vulnerable because I grew up with asthma, um, and I had pneumonia a couple of times as a kid, so I didn't want to take no chances. You know what I'm saying? Like none at all. And then I was reading articles about people that was having childhood asthma and some people died. So for me, I'm like, yo, I'm not taking no chance. Cause I'd be and been around so many people. You know what I'm saying? You got to shake hands. You know what I mean? Like so many different spaces and places. I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't risk this. Um, yeah. So I definitely requested to work from home. Um, I was allowed to do so. So I've been at home for the past six weeks. Um, and really just trying to make sure that my family and friends have been doing the same thing. Um, I actually lost a family member to coronavirus um, in New York. So that's been something else that I've been dealing with on top of just kind of with like work being even busier than it is when the office was open just because of the volume of calls and emails. Like just on a personal tip, like having to like be worried about a, a family member that was sick for a while and didn't lose that family member has been kind of rough. And then to not even be able to be there, like, you know, had to like it see the camera on like a screen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just, that was, that was so hard. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like really trying to like not, not live in the heavy, you know, um, this is definitely a, a, a rough time for everybody. I know everybody's experience is going to be different and everybody's going to come out as different. So just trying to like, um, I got to hold on to a memory, you know what I'm saying? And like, just kind of like, I got to live for, for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was going hard before, but I got to go even harder now because of the, what this person meant, you know what I'm saying? Like a very inspirational person. Uh, so I was just trying to just really just keep going, doing a lot of yoga, um, trying to get some home workouts going, um, got some books, so I'm going to do some reading and, um, try to make myself practice on Spanish. So I'm just really trying to make sure that for these upcoming weeks, um, I'm personally productive, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I feel like we be productive for work, but then after that, we just exist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to make sure that I'm I'm being personally productive. You know what I'm saying? Like moving forward. Yeah. yeah. No, I I hear that. Um, so I, I, when you when you hit Dante and I up about um, your your family. Um, you uh you weren't the first friend of ours that had experienced that losing a a, a sibling a family member like someone close mm. and um those it, it was it was those moments where it really like that's when it really started to hit home because yeah. it's so easy for us to feel far removed from certain situations and in an instance like this when we're dealing with a a health pandemic um you know, we're used to seeing things like this in other countries, but for it to actually hit home and like people that we know, um, aren't making it, it's, uh, it's really just eye opening to Mm -hmm. the, the things that need to be done. Um, you know, lives that have been lost, shouldn't be in vain you know hopefully some some changes come of this and Mm -hmm. uh practices and how we just you know operate in this country because i'm i'm just personally really frustrated um i'm doing all right you know i've been laid off um so i'm one of those millions of people who 
um, is out of work and in this, this uh, moment of uncertainty. Uh, but um, despite that, you know, I do still count my blessings. You know, I'm, uh, my husband is working and um, fortunately we're around our income tax time and then, you know, extra money that, you know, I fortunately have been able to save. So I count my privilege in a way um, and try to still just be as helpful as possible where I can. Um, I have a little baby, so taking all advantage of being able to be home with her and watch her grow through these milestones that happened in the first year, you know, I don't know if there's, there's any other kind of way this kind of time would have been made available so right. just trying to kind of see some of the positives in it um we've been you know it was dante's birthday weekend i had all these plans to celebrate him turning 35 and yeah. had to shut it all down because it was yeah. that weekend of it's here and you know we know what our current issues are in this country when it comes to testing so we only got one one positive confirmed, but that means there's a good bit of people here with it. So um, we've been just sitting it down. Um, we go out, we do go out for, um, you know, takeout. You know, if we order something, we'll go pick up food. Well, one of us, we one of us stays home with a baby because we don't take her out. Um, I do the grocery shopping and, uh, I've been doing pretty good on that, like trying to limit it. Like I'm not one of those, I'm going to the grocery store every week. Like, no, nah, I'm trying to go get what I need, not have to come back for a couple weeks. So yeah. um yeah, that's just been that's been our reality. And yeah. I'm sick of cleaning. So we just <laughs> accepted that, you know, we're not going nowhere. So after we clean, it's gonna get messy again and it's okay. That's what I'm saying. And you ain't gonna have no guests, so you ain't gotta clean up for nobody. So, you know, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> Nobody's yeah. coming over. And we nah. can alter it on these Zoom calls that we be doing. So, mm -hmm. you get a wall, a couch. If you right. saw this floor that my child owns, my child owns this whole living room. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. So. so, yeah. I mean, we just gotta keep, you just gotta. You know what I mean? See the silver lining. You know what I mean? And That's the best we I can think, do. Yeah, it's just about remaining positive, like through everything. I just be trying to just be grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still be trying to practice gratitude. Like, that's one thing to this all that I've made sure that I'll be like, you know, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. You know, so that's just one thing that I got to say while we're on this is just like, expressing gratitude uh yes and to, give, to all of this yes and give people grace like everybody is dealing with something literally mm -hmm. every single body so you know take care of yourself um do you know just do what you can to make sure you are okay and yeah. Check in on your peoples, you know, mm -hmm. check in on your peoples. If there's someone you ain't talked to in a while, we got all the time in the world now to do it. Um, and yeah, like we, hopefully you heard in the video we tried to play at the beginning with Car with Cardi B, this shit is real. Yeah, it's, it's very real. Real. And, and if he's still questioning that it's not real, it's definitely real. And also, because it's funny how we've gone from a month ago, people were saying that this isn't a real thing or this is a conspiracy, to now people are just pushing for us to just open states back up. Mm -hmm. And like, that is so dangerous right it's now. It's so dangerous. And it's like, I think, I think what really frustrates me with it is we are acting as if we didn't see this play out in other countries. And so we've only been shut down for six weeks and we're already talking about 
opening. Like I was just mm. reading this morning about Italy and they don't even have, we have more cases than them and they're yep. still not opening. Mm -mm. And they were locked down two weeks before us. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what people want. You know what I'm saying? Like in Pennsylvania, there's people that plan on protesting at the Capitol in Harrisburg on Monday to open the state up. Yeah. And just that itself is dangerous. Yeah. How are all you folks going to be practicing social distancing standing at the Capitol? You're not going to be able to. So <laughs> just you being in that space is dangerous as hell. So I feel like it is. we're going to have a lot more people get sick. And it's going to be the people that aren't taking it serious. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But the thing about it is they're putting other people at danger now. Because now there's another nurse, there's another nurse practitioner, there's another doctor, there's another, you know what I mean, respiratory therapist, there's all these other people that now have to be exposed to you because you did some ignorant shit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like you're still putting people at danger, and even before that, before you get to the hospital, you're still going to the grocery store, you're still going to the pharmacy, so you're putting these people in danger, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like, so it's just, a, it's, a, it's an extremely selfish, mm -hmm. the selfishness is happening right now, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, like, it's a lot of it. Yeah, it's a lot of selfishness happening right now. And, you know, this this is the Black Political Millennial Show, so I feel like it's appropriate to bring up, I don't know if you saw Diddy's State of Emergency on Revolt. Yeah, I saw it. And the guy, you know, Charles Blow, mm -hmm. um, he's a writer. I follow him on Twitter. I am such a fan of him because he does not bite his tongue. And um, I want to make sure, yep, Charles M. Blow. I wanted to make sure I had his name right. He's a New York mm -hmm. Times columnist, author of Fire, Shut Up In My Bones. Um, super, super dope voice. But he made a statement on there that um, I feel like we're starting to see in, in these actions of people who are protesting for states to open back up. Um, but he made a statement, this is when it started to be um, picked up that this virus is disproportionately affecting black folks. And so Charles basically said, whoever he was talking to about it was like, yeah, but don't say that because the moment you start pushing that narrative that we're affected more, they gonna say, all right, we don't care then, we are gonna push to open these states back up and what's happening. It's just like we're consistently in we're consistently in this space and conversation of talking about you know systemic racism and uh, I'm losing my words right now, but you know how I always talk to you about it's like this code language that um, mm -hmm. people use specifically in government to mm -hmm. talk around issues specifically when black folks are affected without right. having to say say anything that is is uh controversial or not politically correct like right. they talk, right. so now the conversation to talk around the dangers of this virus is oh our economic stability if we stay closed longer we're going to be worse off than basically losing the people that um, may be affected by this virus. And to me, it's just like, so what y'all basically saying is y'all don't care. Nah. That's basically what y'all saying is like, we don't care. If, we don't care. And then the numbers, mm -hmm. I think I just saw today too. Uh, more people have now died from the coronavirus than the flu. So mm -hmm. that number is now not, you know, this random number. Well, more people die from the flu. Well, coronavirus caught it. Yeah, people have been saying that. They've been comparing it to like car crashes, people dying in car crashes on the road and all of that. But it's like, quit trying to trivialize what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I don't understand because I know some people do it from a standpoint where they don't want you to panic, so they'll trivialize it. And okay, I get that. But then there's other people that are doing it just to try to make less of what's happening, to make people look like they're crazy for reacting or doing the things that they're doing or for buying up on this or stocking up on that. But no, like, 
it's about safety and security, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I really haven't liked how a lot of people have, have tried to, uh, trivialize what's happening right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, that's dangerous in itself. There's a lot of dangerous practices happening right now. Yeah. Um, uh, start at the top, starts at the top, top down. It's a lot of dangerous stuff happening right now. Um, and it's kind of scary for real. Mm-hmm. To see our president tweet things talking about liberate and they're trying to take your like he made some tweets about second amendment rights like are you are are excuse me sir are you trying to incite a war in this country because it sounds like it it sounds Mm -hmm. like you're putting us against each other like Mm -hmm. you've always done but this this base he got listens and they move when he says move so yeah, this um this whole current atmosphere that we are in with dealing with our circumstances, dealing with our leadership, dealing with the just the ultimate fallout of this pandemic during an election year with a what they call what they call Trump oligarchy yeah Mm -hmm. um y'all it's more important now than ever to get it um between the stimulus money you know what that's another thing that's been frustrating me this conversation about the stimulus money Mm -hmm. and the checks coming out and the whole like well where are they getting this money from us this is our money right this is the money to take out your check every time you get paid. Mm-hmm. And that's why they take it. Because when things like this happen, our country as a collective should be able to help and mitigate and, you know, give some guidance and direction. At the end of the day, everybody wants direction. Everybody wants structure. We talk about it with little kids. Adults need it too. Like... And that's what technically our government should be able to help and like facilitate. And this has just become such a partisan and party politics um, are, you know, coming into the middle of it. And it's, it's not, it's not helping. That is like you were saying, it's, it's become very, very partisan. And um, that's going to get people killed, you know, and and that's the thing that I don't think people realize. You got people that are are parts of whole pawns on this whole board thing. And like, yo, people's lives are in in jeopardy now. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it, though, is black people's lives been in jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could talk about rights in our state when it comes to to the benefits that we was just having a fight for you know what i'm saying or in our city when we talk about the gender and equity thing yeah so black folks have been having to fight for their life but mm-hmm. it's different now when yeah. everybody's having a fight for their life or when their lives aren't just black and brown lives mm-hmm. it's different everybody you know? got a cold and we got a flu yeah exactly you know what i mean so i think that's part of it too you know what i'm saying is is us realizing how real this is and ain't nobody about to come save us no period you know i'm saying nobody nobody's fitting to you know what i'm saying this is definitely an uncertain time because things that have been consistent things are always open or closed you know i mean things that always happen are happening so you know i'm saying this is definitely unprecedented time if there's any time for everybody to come together this is it you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the time for everybody to be able to kind of come together, but yeah. we're not seeing it on a political front. It's yeah. on a community front. That's where everybody got to come together. On a personal front, on yeah. the human front, that's yeah. where everybody got to come together because it's not happening on a political front right now, mm-hmm. and that's where it should be happening at. It's you know what I'm saying? Like, once again, it starts at the top down, and it's not happening at the top, and because it's not happening at the top, it's affecting everybody below you know, and I was just looking right now, the United States has uh, 732,000 cases. We're going, that's close to a million cases in the United States. 
right? We have more than, we have more cases. In the than, world. Yeah, we have more cases in Spain, Italy, France, Germany, UK, and China combined. That's, that's unreal. You know what I'm we saying? We knew it's, this was coming. We knew this, this was coming. Yeah. We were sending PPE over to China without us prepping for our own. Like, mm -hmm. are you kidding There's me? Dangerous practices. And I mean, you know, everybody's going to have different ideas, things like that. But um, you just have to look into different countries and different countries' practices and see why certain countries ain't get hit the way that United States did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and what certain countries had in place that other states, their other countries didn't have in place. Yeah. You know? I think um, we did have in place that this current administration took away because Yeah, and that happened too. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened last year. You know what I'm saying? They got rid of a lot of departments that would have been able to to, to bottleneck this and nip yeah. this in the butt. And we yep, wouldn't they'd have been, been able to mitigate, people. step in, and, you know, have control over how this has um, affected us as a country. If our economy was that in, is that important, we should have, our, our government and the powers that be should have been proactive in, in December. Um, yeah. There's a reason why Ebola didn't go crazy here in the United in the United States, you know, like because it could have. And I don't know. I just I just hope that whatever the world this country looks like post this virus, whenever that may be, because. I don't even know, but I just hope that there are some, there's some things that change, you know, like, like these workers, these essential workers that are out here, how long have fast food workers been trying to get more money? And now we really yeah. need them. Cause I, yeah. every time I, if I'm going to the grocery store and I ride by a fast food place, they drive through school. Oh, so, I bet. They kind of yeah. are doing things that you don't feel like doing tonight, which is cooking. Right. They're in there cooking. Mm -hmm. um, our, you know, our transportation uh, workers, our, and then our healthcare workers. My mom is a nurse. Mm -hmm. So I just, my mom is technically like right in the, the, the thick of it. Fortunately, in her state, she's in North Carolina, it hasn't hit them yet, but they're projecting that their their tick is going to be in May. So they're, they they mm. feel like it just hasn't hit them yet. They It's coming. They've got patience. But oh. as folks don't want to stay home and, you know, shelter in place, basically, uh, we're spreading it. That's crazy. Um. And ain't no, nobody is safe. This virus knows nothing but I'm a virus. And I'm coming for y'all. So, yeah, baby. The baby's about to make her appearance. Um, so, you know, that's where we're at. I'm trying to think. Uh, No, I know we were going to uh, talk about some of the things that have impacted. Um, so <laughs> What's been impacted, y'all? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, just beyond the usual things, um, since we're talking, since we talk about politics on here, um, one, of the, one of the things that I originally thought about being impacted but the timing of everything was essential. Um, and I know me personally, to be honest, that week between March and April, so much was happening that I forgot. Like, if I had to be reminded, I had friends that reminded me yep. to complete the census. And I did it, like, on the last day. And, what was the deadline? Um, I think it was, like, April 2nd, maybe. I can't oh, recall. I don't think that's the deadline. That was the census day. So I was since this day, okay. Yeah, so April, what was census, census day. day? I want to say 
because um, your homegirl, she's the uh, ED of the NAACP, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was on, I was watching her and she had mentioned, uh, she mentioned the census. She was talking about it. And I want to say the deadline is May, but I want to look that up. Yeah, let's make sure. We and she made a it. really good point on there about, um, she said she was speaking with someone and they basically were saying, if you don't fill out your census paperwork, you are technically not being counted for 20 years because it comes every mm-hmm. 10 years. And then the next time it comes around in 2030 to fill it out again, that number right. isn't gonna be looked at until like 2035 to really put things into motion. So you're basically hitting 40 years before you have been counted. And she, she gave a number, uh, I wanna say she gave a number around like $20,000 per person that goes to yeah, like the area. Mm-hmm. I was just 20, like, people, people don't know that. Nope. Um. So let me see. Yeah, twenty thousand. It seems it got extended. Um, I just pulled it out because of COVID nineteen. They extended the uh the deadline. So it seems like it was March twelfth to July thirty first, but it's been extended. Yeah. Um, to August fourteenth. Yep. Just um, found it. So so that's good. That's good that they're providing a lot of time because. I know right now there's a lot of people that don't have the time that are thinking about that. There's people that are in the hospital right now. You know, yes. you know, people that, 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 that are sick right now. So I, I'm definitely glad that um, they extended I'm, that. You know what I'm saying? But it's also crazy to think about this is this is a census year. And think about how many people have died or are dying or what died this year. Like that's, it's kind of morbid, but it's just kind of wild that this is since this year and you got something like this happening. You know what I'm saying? Like where you're going to really be able to count the the losses, you know what I'm saying? The amount of people that, that were lost due to this, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But folks, yeah. I mean, folks who, oh, it's just, just like thinking about it in that way of, people who are sick and, you know, not able to complete their, complete the census, like that, between that and needing to vote is gonna be two big hurdles. Like, if you know your cousin, your auntie, your grandma, whoever, and they need help, get them to fill out the census. It's so easy, I did it online. I was, I was, it was one of these, these nights, quarantining and I was having insomnia and I was like you know what let me do our census and it literally it was so quick on my phone so if you have a cell phone it is so quick um get that done because it is so I get it you know people are um hesitant with the government why they want to know why do they want to you know, why do they need me to fill this out? Don't they already know I'm here? They take my taxes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. But it's a different form and way of collecting data. And we always misrepresent it. Yeah. So um, we need to fill out the census. Right. Um. What else? These primaries? Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you imagine, and I was talking to Summer, if this didn't happen, our primaries would be over next week. Or the week yeah. after. Week after. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Tuesday after the coming Tuesday. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm saying, and that's wild. That's wild to think about because I don't think we peak. We ain't peak here, you know. So you're gonna have there's just gonna be more of that spread. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole screen. You gotta pass somebody a card to sign. You gotta pick up that pen to sign. Then they hand you back the little piece. Then you touching the screen. It's it's too many different components of exposure. 
Um, so I know that they're definitely doing a, the writing um, and you have an option to, to do a mail-in ballot, but this is my issue with the mail-in ballot is you have to make that available for people that don't have the internet to register for the write-in vote because you had to go on the internet to do it. But most of the people that need to be writing in are the elderly people. They don't have no freaking computer. If they got a computer, they don't got the internet or yeah. they don't have any smartphones. So you know I know at least in Allegheny County, now we're only one county in the whole state, but they are mailing out applications to all registered voters. In the that's county. good. So that, that's I saw that this morning. So that is new. I saw Bethany Hallam and um, Rich Fitzgerald uh, on the news this morning about that. So in our right. county it is, but I think that that should be maybe a statewide thing and not just a county thing. Right. Um, but you know what that you know what that does with the the GOP. You know they're worried about mail-in voting because they feel like that's going to increase voter turnout. Or it has the mm -hmm. it has the potential, I should say, to increase voter turnout, and right. um, they don't want that. Yeah, they're concerned about that at the at the state level and the national level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that's concerning, and that comes back to the whole voter rights thing. Yeah, you know, like uh, a lot of these things that are happening now due to this virus is going to come back to just regular personal human rights, man. And who has one, who doesn't have them, you know? And I think we're going to see that. We've already seen it so far this year, and we're going to see even more of it, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, people's rights, you see how many rights people have, you know what I'm saying? Like, on so many different levels, you know what I'm saying? We're just talking about the voter thing, but workers' rights right now Yeah, is another thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the rights, <clears throat> so many different spaces are being challenged right now. And it's really one of those, like, this is really like an us or them kind of moment. But the sick part about it is that them can get sick from the runner too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's like really like a Russian roulette kind of thing because you see representatives that are Republican wearing masks at sessions. And it's like, y'all got PP that or health professionals need, you know what I'm saying? But you're trying to vote to open the country or open the state back up. Like, that's so asinine, you know what I mean? Like, once again, yeah, once again, it's so dangerous. Once again, it's a dangerous precedent. Um, so you open the state back up and you're going to get more people sick. Um, I don't know if you saw in South Dakota at a pork plant, there's like 634 employees that got sick at this pork plant. Yep. Did they have to shut it down? Yeah, yeah. they're gonna have to, and they're gonna get in trouble because the company wasn't being upfront <clears throat> about the cases, wasn't letting people know that colleagues had been sick. They weren't. They didn't do any kind of other practicing, and now you got that. Like, and now that's the largest single source hot single source hotspot in the United States in South Dakota at a pork plant. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how crazy is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we still haven't even heard anything like that from Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for that to be in a, sp in a uh, place like that, that just shows how deep this has really got. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And I don't often think it's a bad idea to, you know what I mean? Some businesses, yeah, you can operate differently, but when you open the state up, you're going to have people that don't understand science. And most people still don't understand this virus. So you're going to be doing stuff based off of some script that you've seen offline, and you're going to get people sick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, because you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think everybody needs to, you know what I mean, press the pause button on it. And I know people are like, you want to get back to work and you know what I mean? We got to do things with businesses. Like, I, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but mm -hmm. the health is the most important thing. You can, yeah. you want to open your business back up, but what happens if you open your business back up and you get sick? You know what I'm saying? And then you can no longer run your business because you're sick, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, it, I don't know, man. People just really got to really kind of just, just take a step back and, yeah. and figure out yeah, I'm saying what's best for not just you but other people too, you know. It, 
it's the most selfish it's just the most selfish thing and you know had our had the government operated in the way it is truly created to operate in a sense of giving order at times like this i truly wonder what it would look like if um if we had a competent you know governing body and when this hit either either we we cut it before it even spread or once the spread happened we literally as a country could just like understand like okay it's a virus we don't have a cure for it right now or we don't have any way of containing it so we need to stay home and you know shut down businesses mm -hmm. and in that in that point of shutting down businesses had you know unemployment processes been you know in place i mean i think I, I think back to like when we were graduating undergrad, we were grad, we graduated in the middle of a recession. We were losing jobs when Obama was elected um, by the hundreds of thousands a day. Yeah. And um, it, it sucked and we needed a bounce back, but if government was able to do what they're supposed to do with our tax dollars, like I didn't, I didn't know. And you know, I'm never into numbers, but I didn't know that annually for our federal taxes and I might have the number off wrong, but I want to say it's $3,500 a year per person. Okay. That's about right. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. And that's only mm -hmm. federal. So you also, in our state, we have state taxes. So then there's an addition to that, there's the state tax. But like, I don't know if I'm sounding like privileged, but that's not a lot of money a year from me for my federal taxes. And then when we think about our federal taxes like that, we think about Medicare for all, you know, universal health care, what that could look like. If I added up what Dante pays annually out of his benefits for our family plan, healthcare plan and that price was cut in half and added to my federal taxes. Yeah. What that would be that would be one issue right there. People have lost their jobs, but healthcare is not an issue. You are you right. you're good on your health care. We've got the tax dollars to pay for it. Y'all are good. Right. Then then the next then the next thing is unemployment. So unemployment dollars, that's more state level. Right now, federally, they're given an additional $600, which is okay. Well, I'll take that. You know, that's better than nothing. Yeah. And then my state can just operate how our states operate for unemployment. But you know what I'm thinking and I'm really curious about because when I think about states like Florida and Texas that don't have state taxes, I'm curious what unemployment looks like for them and how that works. I'll have to look that up. You know, just thinking about how other states are different. I wonder what that looks like for them. Cause we yeah, couldn't, I couldn't yeah. figure, we were talking, we didn't know what the annual tax amount was for just the state. So, um, so I forgot that this together at home thing was on and Beyonce oh, yeah. just popped up on my screen. So I had to hit the record button. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. yeah, I'm supposed to be checking that out too. Um, check that out when wrap up. So yeah, I don't know. I just think that these are the times that I want everybody to really think through and about how this really works, like tax money. Like this is our money. This isn't like the government just came up with this money out of nowhere and said here, like, no, y'all take my money. So when things like this happen, you can help. That's, this is like a, it's supposed to be like a safety net. Right. And their safety net is trash. That's definitely real. That's definitely real. There's no other way to put it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've never thought about that before. That's um, that's interesting to see how they get that those funds or where they come from. Um, mm -hmm. 
because every state is different about where they get money from or where their money comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would definitely be interesting to see how uh, where that comes from. Um, I think one of my biggest concerns through this whole thing has been um, the fact that, and I think this goes back to what you were saying more about, I mean, in the past about people of color, poor communities, is that a lot of things that have been being screened for years, for decades, you know what I'm saying? People wasn't listening to, and then now it's like, oh my goodness, like we realize that this has been happening, or now we receive data that says that this is just that. And it's just like, yeah, we've been saying this. We've been saying this since like 1963, you know, or, you know what I mean? So it's, yep. it's just wild that it took a global pandemic and took people that you looked up to to get the coronavirus, you know what I'm saying, or it took for airports and flights to be canceled and for March Madness to get canceled. And for NFL, the NBA. NFL. Well, not the NFL mm-hmm. yet, but. Not yet, but yeah, but uh, baseball. playoffs were supposed to start today. Baseball was supposed to start weeks ago. Like to see these kind of things happen. Now it's like, oh my goodness, okay, this is something real. But people have been saying it. You know what I'm saying? There have been people at hospitals saying that this could happen or that could happen or we're not prepared for this or for that. You know what I mean? Like you have a lot of people that have been crying out from their mountaintop, like, yo, if this happens, it can get bad. And people haven't been listening to them. You know what I'm saying? So now, um, and I feel like that's, that's shameful, man, because who knows how many, how much of this could have got resolved. You know what I'm saying? Just with people yep. listening to, with people who know what they're talking about yeah, or saying, yep. um, you know what I mean? So, I mean, and I'm sure we'll have tons more discussions this on this because, ongoing. you know what I mean? There's only, yeah, it's ongoing. There's more things that are going to come out. There's more things that we're going to learn. So I know that, you know what I'm saying, we'll definitely continue to have discussions on this. Um, but one thing I did want to say on the show, though, is that Pennsylvania's primary got pushed back yes. to June 2nd. Yeah. Um, so if you're in PA, you're voting on June 2nd. Voter um, registration deadline has changed to, what, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be May 19th. Mm-hmm is the deadline to, if you need to change your voter registration. Um, And Pennsylvania will have a mail-in ballot option in addition to absentee. Right. So vote y'all. Yeah, and you can get that, you can get that mail-in ballot at uh, votespa.com. Yes, and they were talking about that. I was watching something. They were saying it sounds odd because it's not a .gov website, website, but it is legit. The .com is legit. Yeah, it's legitness. So make sure you do that, folks. Um, You know, we talk about rights, and you still got a right to vote. And um, I I know it's kind of dangerous to tell people to go out and vote right now um so stay in and mail out your vote but it's important to vote because this is the exact time where people try to allow people to stay in office that aren't doing right because of things like this are happening and that's something that could possibly happen in november uh with our general election um i don't you know i mean i don't know if they'll postpone the general or what's going to happen with that um, That's scary. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that because yeah. the because they've already talked about a second spike. So imagine the second spike in in it's August or September. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you're still going to have people scared from the first one now for a second one that they're going to try to do some funny business and push the election back to the dead of winter. And then in states where it snows, it's going to probably be on a day where it snows. And you're gonna have a bomb will turn out, and you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I hate to, to sound like that glass half empty Those on that one, 
But Those that's are just real shit that can happen. Yeah, real like, things that need to be considered. Yeah, and yeah. and and to think about it. And 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 to that point, it's why it's so important for us to like. I mean, I know we got conspiracy theorists everywhere, and everybody's got their own, you know, thoughts and ideas of how and why this is happening. But at the end of the day, it's here. This virus is real. We know people who have died. People are still dying, and we need to um, stay home so we can mm-hmm. get some control. Um, yeah. I don't like seeing our healthcare workers like they're going. They're going to need therapy. Them doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals in New York mm-hmm. and Louisiana and all these cities that are ballooning right now they are going to need so much just mental support because Mm -hmm. i couldn't imagine being in a hospital and seeing bodies loaded onto an ice truck and then did you see the the mass grave that they had in new york Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Mm -hmm. there's so many people that have died the ones that aren't being claimed i think after 14 days they put they were sending them to this mass grave like that's how people are dropping so it's like no we're not new york in in this you know region of pennsylvania but we have an international airport so just people need to take that into consideration you know like people travel here from all over the place whether it's for businesses we have major sports leagues we are we're a small city compared to places like philly but our traffic is still consistent so um if we want to see things get normal and and whatever normal may be after this um we do we gotta we gotta just take precaution yeah we got to um yeah so I think that's a one is just people just being per, being cautious um, and thinking about not just yourself but people around you and your family and you know just staying the hell in man like I think that's just major key right now yeah is just making sure that people stay in and you can register to vote online and you can you can request your um, mailing ballot online so if you're listening to us on your phone or on your computer you can do you can use that same you know what i'm saying cool device there we go and and do all these things you know what i'm saying and make sure that you still represent because that's important um but yeah you know what i'm saying but make sure everybody that's listening make sure you got something that's for you through this time Mm -hmm. um whether you writing or you singing or you working now or you selling, but you know, everybody needs something. Everybody needs something for them right now. Yeah. Um, please, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't think that you're invincible. You need an outlet. Everybody has to find an outlet or music, yes. you know what I'm saying? Reopen or rehash an outlet. It's important to your sanity, to your peace of mind. So I want to make sure that we say that too, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. uh, while we appreciate you taking time to listen to this podcast, we will make sure that you're all right too. Um, so find that thing for you, I, uh, whatever it is. I have a, a friend of mine. We've been doing these um, Monday through Friday. We do these morning check-ins. Um, since I've been laid off, I recognize that I needed to um, get a little bit more consistency to my schedule because I was kind of getting down on myself and um that just wasn't the place to be stuck in. So she told me about this website called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. And it's basically just online courses, fairly, um, they're affordable. You know, you can find courses for like 15, 20, $30, literally about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's U-D-E-M-Y.com and you know, I have a few things that I've been wanting to do personally that now that I'm laid off, I am, um, you know, taking advantage of that time to learn some new things and um, obtain skills on how to do certain things. 
So um, if, if, you know, anyone's looking for something to do, check it out. Um, I know there's some uh, universities too that offer free online certification courses. So look into things like that, um, read a book. Uh, there's a lot of different, you know, I, some social media influencers, depending on what your speed is like that have been just putting out a lot of information on what they're reading, what they're doing um, to bypass this time. So right. definitely, you know, I, I sat on a call with um, an organization. I work with Professional Women's Network and this woman, um, her name is Dr. Atia. She basically said to us, one line where she was just like, have your pity party, but give it a deadline. Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't live in that, that moment because you know, you're not your circumstance. And, you know, I had to tell myself that too. So, um, work through those emotions, but don't stay there, you know, give yourself yeah. a deadline on when to get that out. Period. Yeah, that's, that's good. Bits to live by, you know what I'm saying? That's a good key. Um, but yo, I just want to make sure that y'all following us on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcast, yes. Black Political Millennials. Yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram at Black Political Millennials. Uh, join our Facebook fan group, mm -hmm. Black Political Millennials. Mm -hmm. Um, we are still there. Um, yeah, we should do a live on Instagram like one day next week. We should I'm, just go live. I'm down. We can probably put this episode up and then we can promote a live. If you down, I'm down. Yeah, we could definitely uh find a day to um to do a uh to do a live. I wish you had a deck of the um black hoary vote because then we could just be on a live. Yeah, you might just have to just yeah, might just have the Amazon Prime one. We yeah. might have to, I need to order. Like, Don't give me a reason to need to go on Amazon and yeah. place an order. <laughs> hey, I've ordered so much stuff off of Amazon these past couple of weeks. They What's need to be sponsoring this? this show. They need to be sponsoring this show now, damn it. They so, really do. Uh, so much stuff off of Amazon over the past couple of weeks. Like Let's the amount of packages it. that I'm going to get from Amazon over the next three weeks. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, it's just all different kinds of stuff. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's definitely do a live, and then let's just try to get people on. You know what I mean? Like, I think that'll be cool. You know I am super down. Shoot, I might, I might get Cards Against Humanity too. That's my game. Yeah, yeah, I that's definitely the joint. Games. but oh, it's so good to see you, brother. I'm so yeah, glad we were able to get another episode in in this moment of life to document yeah. ourselves. Um, and then seeing, hopefully, you know, I'm going to hope for the best. That's one thing. I read yeah. an article that gave these four different scenarios. I want to say it was in the Washington Post, but it gave like these four scenarios of what the future the world looks like after this you know pandemic and you know they're just scenarios it doesn't even mean any one of these scenarios um would happen but the one thing that it did say that was just kind of like it took me back a little bit was the thought and the concept and this is what we don't want we don't want us to allow this virus to make us become hermits and literally mm -hmm. close off ourselves to everyone our allies you know, our neighboring countries um, and our neighbors outside of our door. Um, because all of this fear and all of this unknown, it is, it is in, in part causing us to retreat. And mm -hmm. so we don't, we don't want, we don't, that's not the outcome or the scenario that we want. We don't right. want to see a country where, you know, we can't depend on, um, what's the word not deliveries but um trade you know we're not trading mm -hmm. you know we're not we're not a country where everything's made in the usa so yeah. we if we if we turn to that kind of world we think it's it's inexpensive to live now it'll be way more expensive to live in that kind of reality yeah, so yeah. 
Um, That's true. Yeah. I just so, want- yeah. And I think we'll do that. We'll we'll do our part to pull people out of that. You know what I mean? Um, when the time is right, uh, you know, I'm just being optimistic that, you know what okay. I mean, this summer, this summer will allow for some activities and we'll be able to do some things. But we'll do our part. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trusting that we'll definitely be, we'll do our part to, to make sure that people in close proximity to us don't fall into that. You know what I mean? Agree. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're wrapping this up. Great show. Um, episode nine? Yeah, yeah. Episode we're going to get the 10. We're going to make that 10th one the live one. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's going to definitely pop. It's going to uh, definitely pop. But yeah, right. Black Political Millennial Podcast, man. Y'all stay safe. Yes, stay peace.